turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I once got to meet Michael Phelps, his mother. And believe it or not, she has some pretty good financial advice. She talked about how her son has the heart of a champion. No, that's not what she has. He got up every day and swam, and he got really good at it. Same thing could be said for what? How about running? How about, you know, relationships? You have to learn how to relate to be in a relationship. How about investing? That's right. We weren't born with the knowledge of being great investors. And even when you are great investors, you make a mistake. Sometimes, quite often. Sometimes you're right, but the timing's wrong. Sometimes you're right, but it just doesn't work because no one else sees it. So there's various things that move stocks and move stock markets. Um, and when you start looking at them, you can you know kind of piece together how you feel about it. The company itself, the sector, the overall market, the visibility of a company. You'll notice some companies will never, ever go to zero. Eh, maybe they could go to zero, but they haven't gone to zero. And their company is like food companies and a Procter & Gamble and a Johnson & Johnson. Now, could they go to zero? Probably if there was massive lawsuits. Let's say Johnson's baby shampoo no longer works and it causes your kid's eyes to burn up or something horrible. Ah! Then there would be lawsuits, right? Because you, you're like, it says baby shampoo. Um, gentle on the eyes. And then it's not so gentle. Then there would be a problem, right? So where do we go with this? Um... It takes time, and again, it, it's probably a little bit tougher than, you know, even you want to kind of admit at times, even than I want to admit. So don't be shy about asking questions. Don't be shy about sharing. You know, I ask that if you share that you at least give me your intention. There's a guy who sends me emails on a regular basis about how there's this waste company that cleans up um, lithium batteries or something along those lines. 
And he's convinced, and yet he keeps sending it to me, and I look at the stock, and it's like 52-week low. It moves around a little bit, but then it moves back to a 52-week low. And sometimes there's what are called story stocks, and he's invested in that story stock, so I'm already discounting kind of where he's taken it, so to speak. Um, so the goal on this show is to you know not be right, but to get you to retirement. I bring on CFP Chad Burton on a regular basis. I need to freshen up his content um, because things do change ever so slightly here and ever so slightly there. Um, getting your retirement is, you know, it's not easy because you're like, hey, I'm 35 and uh, I just saw a millennial in the kitchen. And she goes, how do I get enough money to, to get to retirement? I'm like, I don't know anything about you. But are you contributing to the 401k here? And she goes, yes. I'm like, that's a good start. Now, you may not know it because you're a millennial. You're 25 years old. You're young. You're beautiful. You've got your whole life ahead of you. But that's a pretty good start. If most of your savings are in a tax-advantaged account, you're starting off right, in my opinion. Any money you contribute uh, it will be deducted from your taxable income later in life. It's also possible to invest in a Roth IRA which allows you to invest and avoid paying taxes on any gains. If you've ever contributed heavily, you're probably on track for retirement. And heavily, like the Incredible Hulk. Like, if you ever get that, like, $3,000 settlement for being in a car accident, for your pain and suffering, if you put a big chunk, like 3000 in, you're probably doing better than you think. Now, if you could max out annually at 18000 your IRA is at 5500 If you're doing catch-ups, it's great. You're probably getting gets towards retirement. If you look at your 401k and you're like, whoa, I'm at two fifty. Last year, I think I was like $190. you are probably doing good if you've seen some steady growth over the short term as well as over the long term. Um, if you've been focused on growth, you've probably done better than focusing on bonds and income. Again, income dividend stocks have been awesome. So again, that's where radio sometimes fails. Like you may have just heard that I don't like income dividend stocks. No, I do. But in the past, if you focused more on growth, you've probably done better. Unless you're close to retirement, your portfolio should be heavy on the investments that promise growth over the long term. You want to keep your costs down. You want a big dose of stocks rather than bonds or cash. Small cap and value stocks should be a driver of most retirement portfolios as they often promise the most growth potential. And you're like, value stocks have growth potential? A lot of times that growth that you get over time is buying, uh, getting the dividends and buying back shares. So just know that all stocks can be risky. So even when I sound, hi-ho, hi-ho, everything's good, sometimes you have to understand there's going to be some volatility. Markets are a little bit lower. Crude sits at about almost 43. There's some talk about an output freeze by OPEC. Uh, that would <clears throat> effectively, you know, put, put a bottom under oil. Alex Rodriguez is going to play his final game with the Yankees on Friday. Um, what's that mean? Retired at, I think he's 42. Like, when are you going to retire? Now, he just happens to have one of the all-time wealthiest incomes from a baseball salary. 
he's probably done pretty good on pretty good on endorsements, right? Or pretty well. But you get the idea. Taylor Swift is spotted kissing an oil heir, Mike Hess, while Tom Hiddleston is not around. A lot of people think the relationship with Tom Hiddleston is just a joke, a PR move, if you will. And what's interesting about that is it teaches you me that <clears throat> sometimes what we see is not real. And that's why you have to be careful with radio and television and even the Internet. Stock market is in trouble. You should buy oil. You hear that, right? Or you should buy gold. And excuse me, the stock market hit an all-time high on Friday after the jobs report. Records are dropping at the Olympics in Rio. And they're dropping on Wall Street as well. Party, 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 party. Both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ scored record highs on Friday in the wake of stronger than expected employment report for July. Um, I've said this numerous times. If the market hits, I'm sorry, if the jobs market's doing well, that's, I'm not going to say that's all you have to have, but that's a good start. Katie Ledecky and Michael Phelps won gold at the Olympics. The market for its part has managed to see a silver lining an ultimately ugly trade balance report out of China, and Fed Governor Powell, who put a bronze stamp on things. Gold, silver, bronze. Aren't I clever? It does get you Jones. <laughs> even if you get older, even as you get older, it does still work. The majesty, the beauty, that is the Olympics. This poor kid had no legs, and now he's swimming in a championship. This Syrian refugee literally swam across the Mediterranean with 14 refugees on her back. The stories are pretty well. Oh, this Tongan put on a lot of oil. He's known as the topless Tongan. Well, okay, that's not as inspirational. Unless you're into oil and good-looking bodies. If you don't know who the topless Tongan is, you need to go Google that. Walmart bought an internet company, Jet.com. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Industrial companies just had a heck of a quarter. It's nice to see in terms of profit growth. Investors might find some select industrials. Winners, winners. But a lot of easy gains. Doesn't mean that they can't go higher. Industrial companies, the standard reports 500, and they're expected to report 13% higher growth, making them the standout sector per se, double digit profit growth. It's welcome site. Feels like things are good again. All is right in the universe. Um, there's an ETF that you can take a look at called the Industrial Select Spider Exchange Traded Fund, XLI, up 10% for the year. Well ahead of the S&P 500, up 6.7% for the year. 
That is well ahead, believe it or not. 6.7 versus 10%. It may not be your 19 to nothing baseball score, but it's pretty impressive. The rest of 2016 looks pretty good for the sector. Solid backlogs, strong cash flows, pockets of strength. Cost cutting in 2017 could give some more upside. So, um, companies that make capital goods or aerospace and defense industries, that's industrial companies. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, one of the biggest, most successful investors of all time, Warren Buffett. And a lot of people like to quote Warren Buffett, you know, kind of like be like Michael Jordan, be like Warren Buffett in investing is the whole idea. Do you have any favorite phrases by Warren Buffett? Favorite phrases by Warren Buffett. I'm not a guy that really kind of holds on to the the phrase idea, but, you know, he has a lot of fra- phrases that make you want to buy things when everybody else doesn't want to buy them. For instance, right. pain today, gain tomorrow right. is something right. that's attributed to him. Never. Now, was he buy when there's blood on the streets? Is that? I don't see, know. I'm awful with quotes. Yeah, yeah. I can remember tax code, but I can't remember quotes. I mean, look, the, the thing about Warren Buffett is he's the kind of guy that likes to invest in what he can understand. Which is another phrase that he has, never invest in a business you can't understand. Which, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I know it's in there somewhere. So he wants it simple like McDonald's because you, you eat at McDonald's. He wants it simple like Nike because you wear Nikes or in his case, you know, Coca-Cola because you drink Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want you going out and buying the next great, you know, Oracle. Oracle is a pretty complex business investment, you know, tied towards databases and business software that the average person won't be able to wrap their head around it other than to say, I know they're doing something very high, highly skilled. Yeah, and when he typically gets into plays like that, um, you know, a lot of his deals that he does, remember, are these convertible bond deals, where it's really the issue of loaning money at a high interest rate with the ability to turn around and buy the stock if the stock rallies. So he gets funded on the interest rate side, and then he has that total upside potential if he's able to go and invest in a company that turns around. So what he's doing is he's loaning money to companies that need it, but they have a turnaround plan. And the turnaround plan makes sense to him. Which is funny because he does have a phrase out there called turnaround suddenly turn. And he's telling the average investor, don't count on the common stock being saved quickly. Don't expect the big companies made a huge mistake to be able to uh, resuscitate themselves. Like an Eastman Kodak. Mm-hmm. That's been a turnaround story for 10 plus years before going into bankruptcy. It, it never turned. It never it never got the, the corner that they needed to get. I think this is the second time they've been in bankruptcy since you and I have been doing radio together. And another, you know, a good example of a company that just can't turn around, um, Hewlett-Packard. They're having problems turning it around. Will they? Probably. Probably. But when? We don't know. So stay away from those kind of investments. How about this one? Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. That's one of the best ones because if you look at – there's a uh, Callan Periodic Table of Investments, and you can Google it. Callan Periodic Table of Investments. How do you spell Callan? C-A-L-L-A-N. Okay. And uh, there might be an H in there, so don't – Quote me on that one, but I believe it's I believe it's not. But you go to that site and you can see that every single asset class rotates, especially on the small and mid cap and emerging market side, which has been the best returns really over the last two decades, and where two thirds of the growth is going to be coming from, which would be emerging markets over the next couple of decades. They're very volatile, and what happens is they'll spend three years at the top of the heap, the best asset class ever, and then they'll spend two to three years at the bottom, the worst asset class to be in, and so people typically look at their 401ks, and they're always buying the, the best one- and three-year average returns. You want to look at it and say, what's the 10-year average return, and has it has it done bad the last couple of years? You typically want to buy the ones that have a really, really good 10-year average return, 
but they haven't done so well the last two years because that's that's when the timing's right. When it's scary to buy it, that's when you get the highest returns. And another phrase which that leads straight into is unless you can watch your stock decline by 50% without becoming panic-stricken, you should not be in the stock market. Well, you've got to define every investment. Is this investment a trade yep. where you're only willing to accept maybe a 7 to 10% loss? Or is this a long-term investment? And if you're buying the stock, it's got a, a dividend that's being increased. Its earnings are growing. Its revenue is growing. It's doing everything right. It's continuing a dividend increase, but it might sell off 15% because of other market issues, systemic risk issues from debt, whatever it may be. You're, you're willing to let your long-term investments fluctuate more in price because you're getting a dividend all the time that's always going up versus a trade that you're making that's that you're only going to get rewarded on the share price. And final topic for Warren Buffett, Chad Burton, CFP. An investor should act as though he has a lifetime decision card with just 20 punches on it. Do you kind of agree with that, that you know we only invest from age 20 to 60, and you probably should treat your investment decisions as you only make 20 of them, so make them correct? Yeah, I mean, 20 investment decisions would be hard to keep it to. That's, that's you know... Yeah, it's, it's a little it's, limiting, isn't it? Yeah, it's... It's a little scary, but people will make the same mistakes two to three times before they figure out their their actual mistake, before they stop doing it. He's probably just saying, be, be honest with yourself and think before you jump. You know, look look before you leap. Yeah, you know, and the younger people, they just their their biggest asset is their ability to earn money. So you need to protect that and grow that with education. I mean, you've got to get highly educated in this type of an economy that we're in, where the f- unemployment rate's four percent for highly educated people. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. You can also find his personal website, chadburton.com, chadburton.com. Do you like to ski and snowboard? There's a great website. Not a great website. There's a great investment out there if you like to ski and snowboard called Vail Resorts. They're buying Whistler Blackcomb for a $1.1 billion deal. Now, this may not be a great investment because maybe it depends on the skiing season. Maybe it depends on, you know, uh, lack of terrorism in the world. Crazy odd little things like that. Vail's going to acquire 100% of Whistler Blackcomb. Relationship will bring greater resources to support current operations and growth plans. Um, Whistler is about 75 miles north of Vancouver. It is an awesome place to ski and to visit. It's a... you, you feel out of the world. I mean, it's it's one of those lovely operations that it takes you away, kind of like a Calgon bath. Activision Blizzard had a really nice quarter. They came out with a new game called Overwatch, which is a futuristic shooter, and it shows you that Activision can continue to connect with their audience. Um, it's designed for competitive play or esports, which is super popular in China and South Korea. Not so much here, but... Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you invest in not so much here. Call of Duty, World of, Ra- World of Warcraft, Candy Crush are all properties doing well. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Fast food always tries to reinvent itself, right? I'm kind of seeing that. You're talking about McDonald's, talking about getting the antibiotics out of their nuggets. And you're like, is that possible? You talk about Wendy's and the uh, different buns and pretzel buns. Woo, woo. Pretzel buns are kind of nice, right? So... Everyone tries to reinvent themselves. It's a great American story. Um, jobs recover got stronger. Job quality is good from Friday's numbers. Oil rose today on the concept of OPEC restraining output. Will they or won't they? Delta flights have resumed after their computer crashes basically strand passengers pretty aggressively. It is kind of interesting the way sometimes airlines and restaurants work, and that makes them sometimes difficult to invest in because once you have a bad experience, you're like, I'm never going on Delta again. Or you get a hair in your food at you know, the Cheesecake Factory, and you're like, the waiter kind of is a little apathetic, and you're like, you're a jerk. I just spent $140, and you're not even giving me a free slice of cheesecake even though there was hair, and it could have been my hair. And you you just get bitter and angry. Walmart is investing in a company called Jet.com, which was part of Diapers.com, which if you've ever had a kid, getting diapers delivered on a regular basis just makes a lot of sense. Last thing in the world you ever want to run out on is diapers and handy wipes. Or handy wipes? <laughs> is that the right word? Or is that something? I don't know. Um... So this is a guy who, he sold companies, the Jet.com CEO is a guy who sold companies to Amazon in the past. And now he's going to work for Walmart to try to help them fight Amazon. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the things you might have heard me talk about, that the bond market basically is giving home buyers not a once in a lifetime, a second in a lifetime record lows on mortgage rates. And I called up my mortgage lender, Tony Mendez, and it was beep, 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 beep. And he goes, I got a deal for you. He's like, this is the number I can get you. And I'm like, okay, let me take a look. Um, and I had to look at the 15 year. I had to look at the 30 year. And part of me, I've got a 30-year loan, and it's six years in, and I kind of want it paid off in my lifetime, but I kind of don't want to pay it off in my lifetime. So I can go either way on that. And in the 15-year, I just didn't like the payment. It was going to push it up a little bit higher than what I wanted. I was considering it because 15-year rates have fallen aggressively again, as have 30 years, but 30 years closer to the 15-year. And I was like, okay, if I can save an extra $500 to $600 a month, and I put that money aside, that money will earn money. Yes, I'm not paying off to interest. But money that is working for you as an asset typically gets you 400% returns over the life of a mortgage that would save you about 150%. So it's the 40% to 15 kind of a play. Yes, you can save money on interest, but if you take that money and put it into a value fund and that value fund kicks off income to you via a dividend, 
you make a hell of a lot more money, especially when interest rates are so low. So it's worth thinking about. So Tony and I ran the numbers, and he's working like a, an elf in November for Santa. Um, kind of like tax time. It's kind of tax time. It, and it, you could have had a vacation plan, and you're just screwed because the way the Brexit thing played out, uh, it pushed rates lower, and it pushed curious minds like mine into action. Yeah, so applications are up 21% nationally. Okay. Uh, no surprise there at all. Uh, purchases are kind of uh, holding steady. But yeah, it's been pretty busy, Rob. Uh, the phones are kind of, I, I hate saying this, ringing off the hook. A lot of people don't know what a hook is, but they are ringing. Uh, and I, I'm encouraged to, uh, with the response to these rates that people are actually considering refinancing, at least looking at the numbers, because there's a lot of money left on the table. Uh, that could be in their pockets uh, and what you were just saying, working in their favor. You have a little bit more leverage uh, to do what you want to do. And the, the one thing that a lot of people have to be careful of is that there's, you're going to he- hear a lot back from your current lender and all the other advertisers out there saying you should refinance. Uh, you have to be careful about that because that doesn't make sense for everybody. You have to remember this just happened three years ago. 2013, we had low rates. Um, and we're back right where they were. So a lot of people who missed out on the rates you know, between 2013 and 2016 uh, are, are taking advantage of that. And, you know, a lot of people that, like you, who had a loan before that are saying, you know what, I might go to a 20-year or 25-year right. or 15-year and take advantage of the lower rates. Uh, one of the popular uh, scenarios that people are doing is they're taking their, uh, let's say they've been six years into, your loan, into the loan like yours. Okay. And they turn that into a, so you're, you have 24 years left, but they go to a 20-year. They keep maybe their payments the same, but they shave four years off. So those are some of the scenarios that we're running yeah. uh, that are making sense. It could be everybody from an investor that has several properties or one property that wants a little bit more cash flow or some cash out at cheap money to help uh, improve their property. Um, it's a good alternative to fix in a 30-year fix. Right now it's at 3.41% for the what they call the conforming uh, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan of 417,000 or lower, uh, and the uh, and that's lower than the equity lines that people are getting. So, and that's fixed. So, the, in, in my scenario, what I decided to do, and you could do it, and it's just psychological. Um, I I'm basically going to keep the same payment in my head. So, let's say my payment was let's hypothetically say it was 3,500, and I got a new rate around 3,000 a month. I'm taking that 500 a month, calling it 6,000 a year. And instantly, I'm writing myself for 6,000, put it in an investment account. And at any point in time, if I decide I want to pay off that house or that mortgage, I, I've got that money set aside. Now, again, it'll be a little more volatile because it won't be in cash. It'll be in stocks and a low uh, valuation uh, S&P dividend fund. Uh, so it won't be crazy. Uh, but I, I'm, I have to make a conscious decision to do both. I could just live and go, woohoo, I got 500 extra bucks a month. I'm going to go uh, get five more dinners kind of thing. Uh, five more steak dinners. Fire up the steak barbecue. Um, but I, I've decided not to. So, and again, it's just it's a great way for me to save. So the 30-year mortgage rate falls to new 2016 lows. That's the story. I think that's the, the baby or the birth, the afterbirth, if you will, from the Brexit. Um, people are scared of a global slowdown, and they're saying, I want to hide money, and they're hiding it in – U.S. Treasuries, and part of the mortgage industry runs off the price of Treasuries. Um, how much you know money can a big bank get at you know, 10, 20, 30 years? And they're typically not even holding that debt. They're typically going out and selling it to someone else uh, pretty quickly. So 
I'm not going to say it's a no-brainer, but for a lot of people, they should look at it. Yeah, at least look at it. Um, you know, we we run scenarios all the time. It's pretty easy to get in contact with pretty much any mortgage or mortgage company or lender. Um, and the scenarios are there's different ways you can look at it. Do you want money in your pocket now, or do you want to pay off your house earlier, or do you just want to take uh, you want to get cash out? So there's definitely uh, uh, there's going to be a reason why you want to do it. And some people take advantage of all three reasons. They take cash out, they lower the rate, they shorten their term. Um, and, and you can de- definitely do that. But we have to, you know, in this day and age where people are concerned about what the stock market's going to do, because those, are, you know, we, we're seeing 9, 10% fluctuations, you know, just because of something that happens in, in Europe. Um, they're concerned about making sure they're funding their retirement. So a lot of people are saying, how am I going to do that? Well, this might be a way to do it. Um, or it may be a way that um, we fund another child. We had a client that said, for every interest rate, every kid I have, I have to drop my interest rate by 1% <laughs> because it saves him money every month. Or he has to re-amortize his loan for another 30 years because he needs to save that two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 extra a year. So this is what low rates do. It, it excites activity. Um, well, one thing that we will see is home prices can continue going up because of this because now people can afford more. Um, a seller can say, well, you know, we're getting more offers. We can we can bump this price up a little bit. Um, more people are going to come off the sidelines and say, we we it, it doesn't make sense for us to rent anymore. Uh, we had a client uh, that actually ran into this person, um, and he said that the uh, he was under shopping. He didn't know that the low rates could actually buy him more property. So this is really a, a kind of exciting time right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. We're not talking about people buying them. $500,000 mold infested house just because they have to. We're talking about lower cost, which again, for right. me, at some point in time, I can turn my house into a rental a lot easier and cash flow a lot more positive because lower rates. You can find Tony Mendez at com. Again, he's done numerous loans for me and he's done the points conversation where I actually don't have to think. He just says, do this, trust me. I like lenders like that. You can find Tony at com. Apple is offering up to 200,000 doleros for hackers to find flaws in its products. Um, We as a nation, we probably want one digital assistant. Amazon's doing well with Alexa. Will they continue to do well? Will Apple or Google try to catch them? We want products that don't get hacked or not easily hacked. Um, The idea scares us when celebrities and their selfies and their, you know, provocative shots get, you know, easily captured and put on the internet. Uh, that scares us. So Apple's saying we'll give you up to 200000 for hackers to find flaws in its products. Uh, trust me, with one big hack against them, $200,000 is a small amount uh, to pay out to prevent something as far as the media flap goes out there. El Polo Loco, positive earnings because chicken prices fell. Now the negatives are rents are going up. Which one's more right? Investing is not about being right. It's about learning to compare. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220.
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Generations change. At the tail end of my brother, who was a baby boomer, the Generation X stockbroker world started seeing fees drop a lot. Now, at the tail end of the Gen X and the switch over to the millennials, you're seeing changes being driven again. This time, as far as stock markets go, it's a little bit different. It's more towards apps. <clears throat> Only one in three millennials technically save for retirement. But when they do, they're heavily into social. And they're into apps. Which, again, work with it. There's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of okay ones. Um, I like acorns. They work a bit differently by specifically targeting millennials who might not have a lot of additional cash to invest. Users can set aside spare change in small increments to automatically invest. Acorns works by tracking debit and credit card purchases and then rounding up those purchases to the nearest dollar. It's not the greatest way to save, but it's a start, and it's a baby step. Is it going to get you to retirement? Probably not. But will it get you saving? Yes. I like Mint.com. It compiles all of your financial accounts into a single web-based platform, which can be analyzed and monitored. It's very visual. It can be done on a smartphone, a computer, a tablet. Um, it lets you synchronize your investments, your bank accounts, your debit cards, credit cards. LearnVest is okay. They let new investors who need assistance in creating a personalized financial plan utilize the platform. It's not good in a down market. It's not good in a panic. It's not good if you need your money back today. It's okay, though. It's a good start. SigFig is a personal financial service provider, and it lets you automate investment advice. Wealthfront emphasizes asset allocation with low fees. Again, nothing in the world of investments is good if your time frame is short. Nothing. If you need the money, not a good idea to invest. So that's how millennials can start. You have to kind of get in there and say, uh, I'm going to do it. You know, when you take a look at millennials, one of the reasons they don't invest is that there's not a lot of financial advisors their age. You know, financial advisors over the age of 70, there's more of them than there are under the age of 30. The average age of financial advisor is 55. You don't want to miss the boat on investing. You want to get it started. You don't have to be cocky and arrogant. You just got to get it started, in my opinion. And if you fear that the end of an era for... It's the end of the golden era of investing. Ask yourself, what else am I going to do? Richard Gere. I got no place left to go. Uh, you have to ask yourself, where are you going to go? And is it scary out there sometimes investing? Yeah. But that's a, it's not a-okay. It's okay. Um, in my world, in my book. So let's take a look at some other stories out there. Delta, their flights are resuming after a computer crash. 
That is the most frustrating thing in the world, isn't it? Being stuck in an airline airport when you're there on time. I did a trip recently where it was a 6.30 flight. Oh, you get there on time. Security's a little bit long, and you're like, okay, I'm glad I got here on time. Then you get to the airplane. Then you sit down, and they're like, oh, we've just been told by the FAA that there's a 45-minute halt on our flight. Have fun sitting on your tushy. Um, darn it. Analysts warned that Zika in 2016 could morph into the Ebola scare of 2014. I have a question for you. Are you willing to travel to areas that are heavily uh, mosquito-laden? I just saw a city pretty close to me, Alameda. 20 miles, 25 miles, Uh, Alameda County has 10 Zika cases reported. Do I really want to go camping in October? Like, so will we change our flying habits because of Zika? If we do, that'll change the investment world, just like it did for Ebola when people panicked over that. Will it change international flights? Will it change Latin American flights? Um, health officials are moving to halt the virus spread in Miami, where kind of raged on last week. El Polo Loco is saying that, you know, the price of chicken has dropped. Everyone in the restaurant industry, Buffalo Wild Wings and El Polo Loco, are like, you think chicken when you think they're investments, right? And that's one of the reasons you pay, pay attention to commodity prices, because as the price of chicken and beef come down, anything that's tied towards chicken or beef probably do a little bit better, but also like that's why you pay attention to corn, that's why you pay attention to oil. Um, hip bones connected to the tailbone, them bones, them bones, them chicken bones. I'll stop. I think I'm ahead. I'll stop. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. saw an email in the world of financial media that talked a little bit about after 21 years, my wife is divorcing me and wants all of our savings account. Those are tough times. Um, understand that divorce laws change state to state and joint property and commingling your assets. One of the best things you could do is not to commingle your assets until you absolutely positively have to or until you have a prenup or a postnup. Um, both of them are totally acceptable and good. You just have to learn how to handle those because some people are scared by those words. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Ooh.